Do you guys want to learn more about the secrets of this world? Do you want to have a platform to learn these things? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Wired Radio, a podcast which talks about variable situations that you might know are critical. I'm Gary, and I like traveling and food, and we offer you insights and gems of information where we discuss about the secrets of this world and how to survive through it using spirituality and ultimate awareness. So, for our guest that we have on the podcast today, we have uh, our very own uh, Bitcoin and blockchain specialist, uh, Jason Chiu. Hi, Jason. Um, good evening. How are you doing, actually? Hi, Gary. Um, Jason here. Thank you for having me here. I feel good. Yes. Um, thank you for actually coming on the podcast. Um, yeah, we have been actually trying to get you on the podcast for some time now, <laughs> ever since uh, uh, February, early February, I would say, when you when you were having the uh, blockchain talk at, at my uni, right? And then um, I got Which your... one was this? This one was in, uh, uh, was it in Help University or Asia Pacific? Asia yeah, it was in Help University. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then um, I actually got uh, Harpreet's name card because your email was on the slides. Yep. And then I emailed him, but then, you know, um, things didn't uh, go to plan. But, you know, here we are. That's all that matters right now. Yeah, thank you very much for having Bitcoin Malaysia to be part of your talk. We're very happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's... Uh, because I believe that um, Bitcoin and blockchain especially is uh, both of them are uh, I would say they are emerging technologies because um, they, they're not new as per se to the market but and the economy but rather they they uh, they're quite old I mean in terms of like the movement of technology nowadays but there are still a majority of people out there that do not know or do not understand how both of these mm. things work. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what you say is actually very, very true. I was just reading an article today that um, uh, says exactly that, okay? That um, today, um, a lot of people, okay, uh, have definitely heard of Bitcoin especially since 2017 when the uh, December end of the year when the Bitcoin price for the first time skyrocketed from a from 900 uh, US dollars per Bitcoin at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. to 20,000 US dollars uh, at December 15 2017 ever since then okay even you know uh, my parents my mom and dad also have heard of Bitcoin. Uh, problem is, is that although more people have heard of Bitcoin, um, they don't really understand what it is. Uh, yeah. In fact, a lot of people jump on the bandwagon to go and get some Bitcoin. <coughs> um, but 
what we observe, at, uh, especially in Malaysia, is that uh, almost 10 out of 10 people, to be honest with you, okay, that I meet on a daily basis, mm-hmm. um, buy Bitcoin not because that they find it useful. Right. Um, they are there just purely speculating, and right. in fact, they can't wait to get rid of this. So. Right. Um, recently, the uh, government of Malaysia uh, came up with some regulations on cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. They um, come up with a very long stats. They uh, have classified all cryptocurrencies or crypto-related digital assets as securities. And quite reasonably so, because that's how people treat it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, the uh, people need a lot, a lot of people don't realize that actually Bitcoin has been around um, and for quite some time. Yes, fact, a very long this time. Year, they are 10 years old. Yes. Uh, Bitcoin turned 10 years old uh, in January 2018 mm-hmm. because it was the, the, the network officially started in uh, 3rd of January 2009. Yep. That's like um, almost as, as old as the. Um, First Samsung smartphone. True, that's yeah. correct. And, yeah. and and if one actually does even more research before that, there is a huge history, okay, that uh, and, and and journey that led up to why Bitcoin exists to what it is today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, uh, it's being used. Uh, almost everywhere on the internet right now and um, there are certain platforms uh, on the surface web which you can use to instead of opting to, to pay with your PayPal account or your credit card you can actually pay with uh, cryptocurrency such as Bitcoin mm. or Ether and what have you and also um, it is it is very uh, prevalent on the on the deep and dark web as um, it is basically untraceable as well and yeah it is very it is it is 99% foolproof as, as you have said but it's it's not entirely uncrackable it's just very uh, uh, has a high security rating yeah. oh um I need to uh, uh, comment on a couple of things that you said over there the, the first being um it's uh, that is untraceable. This is actually incorrect. Okay, every single transaction that has ever happened on the Bitcoin network is traceable. Although on the surface it might appear, okay, that because the addresses, okay, the wallet addresses, okay, are in the are not in the forms of um, names, okay, they yep. are they are numbers, alphanumeric numbers, okay, that look like gibberish. However, um, uh, these wallet addresses, okay, uh, once you identify, okay, that it is, belongs to, say, person A, every mm-hmm. single transaction can be actually uh, transparently uh, traced right. uh, throughout the history of the right. chain. So, um, this is a network which actually privacy is still an issue, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of uh, uh, kind of like other uh, alternatives 
they are trying to introduce better privacy right. into the ecosystem. Right. Uh, the second thing, okay, about that is uh, that you mentioned, okay, is that it's foolproof. It's not foolproof. Ninety-nine uh, percent. Um, it is uh, the the Bitcoin network, okay. Uh, the the Bitcoin network, true enough. Um, and the reason why Bitcoin, okay, is grabbing attention, okay, from central banks and governments all over the world. Is because, okay, um, he has proven in the last ten years that not even a single transaction has been compromised. Not a single. It's, it's fully decentralized. It uh, it is a alternative, a new kind of digital money network, monetary system, which is not which is issued by a software network that is neither controlled by a person. A company or a government, right? Okay. Um. So that's pretty scary for people who traditionally, okay, um, uh, are in the positions of power to print money because yep. in the past, okay, only the kings and the queens, and then eventually, okay, print money, and yep. uh, then subsequently central institution, etc. Um. In terms of the in terms of the, the source code in itself, um, actually, if you read Satoshi Nakamoto's white paper, the founder, okay, uh, who released this paper back in 2008, somewhere I think along page eight out of the 11-page document, it states very clearly, okay, um, what it takes in order for the network to to thrive. Right. And that. Requires okay that the uh, the good actors okay part participating in the network must always outweigh the bad actors. Right. And so to prevent a fifty-one percent attack on the network, yeah. and it was because and, and Bitcoin experienced a very unique um, had a very unique experience because what happened was uh, for around two to four years. When it began, it yeah. did not, people did not pay attention to it. That's why it had the opportunity to grow to uh, to grow its network effect to an extent where uh, what's that? The good actors, okay, outweigh the bad actors, and thus, okay, um, today, okay, uh, it is very difficult to control the network. Right. Um, and and that's why. So right. it's because of that. Um, today and the it was Satoshi designed it specifically such that as long as um, the key component is time. Mm -hmm. So as long as the network continues to run, okay, uh, the longer it runs, where the good actors outweigh the bad actors, okay, the uh, the risk of having a one percent attack. The, Decreases exponentially over time. Okay. And today, the reason, part of the reason why the Bitcoin network, okay, uh, has not been successfully hacked, okay, is because unlike a, say for example, a traditional uh, centralized system, mm -hmm. if I want to hack, say for example, a Super Mario uh, smartphone game, yeah, and I want to put in a alien. A piece of data that says that my game account 
has one million coins. All I have to do is to uh, be a very good hacker and hack and identify that one central server of multiple servers that game company has. Yep. Hack into it and insert my data there. Yep. Whereas in Bitcoin, if I want to hack the network and uh, put in a alien data that says that my Bitcoin wallet has one million Bitcoin, for example, mm-hmm. what requires for me to do is to hack all the the notes, yeah. millions, and millions, and millions of miniature notes, okay, um, to, uh, in order for me, I need to hack, basically, I need to hack the entire network, yes. and that will require me to do the proof of work, okay, mm-hmm. and commit that kind of computing hashing power, mm-hmm. okay, which is estimated to be about 10 billion US dollars. Try to hack all the entire network, and I must wow. succeed in ten minutes. Okay. Um, so what 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 happens if if you exceed the time limit? Uh, then it updates. It update the entire network updates itself again, and then you need to start hacking all the nodes again. Oh. You know what I mean? Wow. So okay. because of this, okay, today Bitcoin has become a novelty and mm-hmm. uh, quite an unstoppable force. Yes. Okay. Uh, to be reckoned with, um, and uh, uh, that's the reason why uh, today it is not because it cannot be hacked, but it becomes financially not feasible to hack it. Yes. Um, I mean, you said already that uh, the estimated cost is like ten billion dollars to actually hack it in ten mm. minutes. And in, in and in terms of computing power. Yes. So if in if there was okay an attempt to have this kind of major hacking exercise, who are the first people to benefit? The electricity companies. You will see a tremendous yeah. surge okay, yeah. of revenues, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, no, um, yeah. The, the 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 cost versus the the thing. And the only reason uh, and people in, in the space know this, that um, you can technically copy the... Because Bitcoin is an open source, okay, you could copy the code and create your own coin, okay, mm-hmm. exactly as exact replica of Bitcoin, but you can't um, recreate. If you want to be the next Bitcoin, okay, uh, without changing anything, you need to re, you need to replicate what it has gone through, which is create the network effect. Yeah. And um, that is why Bitcoin, okay, even during this crypto uh, apostrophe winter, okay, uh, I think uh, the, the last I read, okay, um, 55 to 58 percent of all crypto, okay, is in Bitcoin. Um. Yeah. That's. Uh... From what I've uh, gotten from you, I have two questions. Let's say, um, theoretically speaking, right, uh, there's this hacker supergroup, mm. and I mean, they let's say they have the, they have the, the, both the technological capability and the the so-called finance to actually hack a a um, network. 
so so there's like millions of nodes in this network that they have to hack, right? So wouldn't a a DDoS attack, directly speaking, uh, work as well? Um, a DDoS is a how do I say it? it's basically it's kind of like spam attack, right? Yeah, it's this uh, distributed uh, service. So basically, right. yeah. But a, a spam attack is not what okay can kill the network because what must happen in the network is that you need to do the proof of work. Mm-hmm. And that um, that involves actually uh, basically correcting every single, how do I say, uh, uh, basically correcting not only every single uh, block uh, from today all the way back to 2009, Right. You need to basically correct all that. And you right. need to do it in 10 minutes. Right. Okay. It's get... not just uh, something, you know, because you need to get the... You need to basically fool the entire network and get confirmations from them. Right. Mm. So, so that's the power of the decentralized model. So um, basically what you're saying is that the whole Bitcoin network is one whole giant network of uh, of decentralized nodes? Is that what you're saying, or is yes, that like several networks? Entirely, it's entirely run by a peer-to-peer network. Right. Okay, yes. Of uh, nodes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that today, you know, when when you look at Bitcoin's beginning, okay, the number of participants was low. The difficulty level was low. You could. Basically, um, you can act basically download the Bitcoin client and you can run and you can mine, you yes. can participate as a miner, okay? Yes. Uh, for those who are new, okay, a miner is basically someone who uses their computer, okay, and commit their computing power to transactions yeah. on the blockchain and then yeah. they get rewarded with new Bitcoin. Yeah. So that's how the incentivization model works and that's how new Bitcoin is. Uh, distributed okay into circulation there's only 21 million Bitcoin no more no less it was these rules were set at the very beginning okay Um, and uh, every 10 minutes okay people who are participating in this network okay um, there'll only be one winner that one winner will get uh, uh, at the beginning uh, every 10 minutes they will receive 50 bitcoins but there's a halvening cycle every four years okay which would reduce the reward size and thus make um, getting uh, Bitcoin okay, more and more scarce right so um, the uh, 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 right so basically when you look at the uh, the incentivization model, okay, mm-hmm. uh, at, at the at the earliest of beginning, it's easy to actually uh, mine Bitcoin, mm-hmm. okay, uh, but uh, subsequently, as more and more people started to participate in the network, okay, you require a more powerful computer, 
Yes, because of course. The, the more powerful computer would be able to mine more Bitcoin. Uh, high, higher chance of actually uh, solving the algorithms, the puzzle, algorithmic puzzle, okay, and uh, confirm a block. So then they can uh, do the proof, they can win the proof of work, mm -hmm. uh, and then they can win the coin. Mm -hmm. So uh, in the past, okay, you could do it from your PC computer, yep. okay, then subsequently, okay, uh, there was, uh, you know, you require a more powerful computer. Then you have more powerful rigs in your house. Yeah. You know, the history, okay, of um, what it actually takes in order to do all this proof of work. In the past, okay, you it was very easily done from a PC computer. Then subsequently, you need to get more powerful computers. And today, because it has become literally an industry, okay, we have factory sizes, warehouse sizes, kind of. Um, yeah. Mining setups. Yeah. Okay. And if you want to hack the Bitcoin network, you have to do the proof of work of all of that. Okay. Right. So it's I get it. not so easy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, okay. That is interesting um, to think about like how it has gone from such a small. Um, network to actually thinking about factory-sized um, mining centers so to speak so um, yeah as of uh, you were saying yeah there is one a um, person in the in the in the in the blockchain and cryptocurrency space which I highly recommend okay any new viewer okay listening in okay to go check out his name is Andreas Antonopoulos Okay, he has a YouTube channel with a playlist of videos for beginners. Mm -hmm. Okay, love what he says. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, on one point of his Q and A, when right. described to someone new, Bitcoin technically should not have happened, should not have succeeded, but it did. Mm -hmm. So, voila. Yeah. Um. I recall you saying that there as that there is at any one time there's twenty-one million US in the Bitcoin network or something. No no no. At any uh, the the rules that are set for the Bitcoin monetary system is yes. that there can there will only ever be twenty-one million Bitcoin ever. So okay. okay, and the rules to get these twenty-one million Bitcoin is to mine them by being a mine by committing computing hashing power. Right. And so, um, uh, currently today, I think there's about seventeen to eighteen million of Bitcoin already in circulation, which right. means that has already mined, and right. there's a balance of four to five million Bitcoins left. Right. And because of the halving cycle, okay. Um, I think around like now is ten years. I think it about uh, seventeen million out of twenty-one million is mm -hmm. roughly about eighty percent has been already in circulation. Right. The remaining twenty percent would take another hundred years right. to actually mine mining completely. Uh, right. It's estimated that by the year two one four zero, right, that it will be completely mined. So, so my my question here really is. Um, it, am I correct to say that 
the 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 mining speed of the Bitcoin, right? So so the mining speed of the Bitcoin depends on the compute computing power of your of, of your computer. Yes. Okay. So let's say theoretically speaking, right? Um, our computing power uh, manages to increase exponentially in in a matter of. Uh, of years just before the hundred-year mark, and and um, all the all, all the all the Bitcoin will will manage to be mined before hundred years time, right? Oh, no. So that uh, means... sorry, then I we need to, to 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 correct what I my my reply. Okay, um, it is not dependent on the speed of the mining equipment. It is not dependent. Okay, um. There will always be a winner every ten minutes. Yes. There will always be a winner every ten minutes. Yes. So, um, so therefore, that is why Bitcoin is so predictable. Right. In terms of its supply, in terms of the number of, uh, how do I say, uh, uh, coins in circulation. Wait. So, so are you saying that that a a Bitcoin is mined? Successfully every ten minutes without fail, and without that, fail. Every that, ten minutes without fail. And that ten minutes does not change at all. No, does not okay. change at all. Okay, all right. So I get you there. So mm. let's say what what will happen once all the Bitcoin is mined and 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 it is run out. What will happen well, then? What what will happen is that those people who have invested okay in these mining uh, equipments, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, they will continue to run, and they will earn, okay, from transaction fees. Right. So um, the uh, 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 there will only be twenty-one million, mm-hmm. okay, which means that um, no more, okay, and uh, that is why Bitcoin is known as a deflationary currency. Right. As more and more people, okay, uh, start to uh, use, okay, Bitcoin as their preferred currency, mm-hmm. okay, as their tool of their medium of exchange as money, mm-hmm. okay, um, Bitcoin has the potential to uh, become. Uh, that that is why Bitcoin has such a huge long-term potential because the uh, the amount okay of uh, money supply uh, in the world is in trillions. Yes. Today is the, the 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 market capitalization of Bitcoin is only so CoinGecko.com is a um, crypto aggregator. Okay, it lists down all the um, market capitalization, the price, volume, okay, yeah. information of um, all the uh, cryptos, yep. okay, uh, that is known. Yeah, it is a Malaysian company. Not a lot of people know that. CoinGecko. Hmm. They are world number two. Wow. So the yeah, yeah the market capitalization here. of Bitcoin right now is seventy-two billion. Yeah, seventy-two billion. Yes. And when you look at um, the the money supply in the world, okay, 
okay uh it, there's quite a lot of upside mm-hmm. right but in the long term mm-hmm. right okay so basically that's uh 72 million and the next one is actually ether which is valued at uh, with a market capitalization of 14 million 14 mm. 15 million mm. that's a very huge gap mm. because uh, I mean Bitcoin was the, the the first cryptocurrency to have started which was around 10 years ago um, I don't think that that's the reason why uh, Bitcoin right now um, is holding market dominance um, my personal opinion why they are holding market dominance is because um, it was a, it's kind of like a response and after effect of uh, what have happened over the last two years right okay in 2017 we saw the bull market mm-hmm. we saw a very irrational price increase mm-hmm. okay in not only Bitcoin but in most crypto in general basically right. every single coin in existence was being shilled as the next best thing mm-hmm. and um, what had happened okay is that as projects fail to deliver okay uh, ICOs especially okay uh, initial coin offerings initial coin offerings is basically when someone uh, runs a project and starts issuing coins and uh, in exchange for raising funds get money for example it's okay. like an and, IPO uh, but crypto yes like an IPO but uh, instead of giving you shares they give you yeah, their coins they give you coins yes and the promise is that these coins will be of higher value mm-hmm. when they have delivered their promises and yep. the utility and etc so when um uh, when when that happened, okay, the, uh, I think what happened is that uh, uh, we we went into a decline, okay, uh, into a bear market, and when that happened, people who who did not want to exit crypto, right. okay, because for people in the crypto space, really, really true. Uh, purists in the crypto space, mm-hmm. okay, they don't want to go back into fiat once you experience crypto. So, what happened was the safest uh, place to store their value was in Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So, that's why the market dominance of Bitcoin is where it is today. Interesting. Yes, very interesting. Okay. Um, so uh, that's a really good uh, introduction to to Bitcoin and blockchain. Um, so uh, I would like to actually ask you, um, what piqued your interest into both Bitcoin and blockchain technology, and what um, what made you made you uh, go into it? Um, full time. Like, okay. how 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 did you start, basically? Okay, thank you very much for that question. 
Okay, um, actually, my first experience with Bitcoin was not a very good one. Okay, my uh, I was I was first introduced to Bitcoin by someone who uh, uh, she introduced me via uh, a multi-level marketing Ponzi. Oh, okay. all those seminars. Where you go and say that you will meet your money tomorrow, okay, thirty percent, okay, every single month or something like that. Right. Okay. Right. I and I got really turned off after that year again. Uh, mm. But, but uh, what happened was, uh, for then for a time, I was like, Bitcoin is scams. Can you hear me? Hello. Hi. Yes. Yes. Um, sorry about disconnected. Can you hear me still? Yeah, I think. Um... Until several months later. Uh, when I was at a birthday party, I overheard a couple of lawyers talking about the subject matter about cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. And what they talked about was quite different from what I usually hear about the 10x, you know, make money, 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 money. But more like, why did, why does crypto matter? What does it mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, why are governments, okay, uh, and central banks throughout the world all shaken by this thing? Mm-hmm. So yep. um, I just listened in and I found it very interesting and that was when I asked them hey um, where do you get all your information from and they then introduced me to Andreas Antonopoulos's uh, YouTube uh, channel mm-hmm. which I engor- which I went and I engorged all the information there and I just like after one video after another I just could not stop watching the videos so yeah. that was um, how I actually came into uh, got introduced properly okay, into the world of crypto or why it matters okay what it is um, and then I then uh, a few months later I had the opportunity okay to uh, be invited okay mm-hmm. to join a, uh, a consulting company okay uh, recently uh, was uh, uh, recognized as one of the top 10 uh, top blockchain consulting companies in Asia Pacific. Right. They call Celebris Advisory mm-hmm. to help out with some projects. That allowed me to actually um, learn, really, really just learn about uh, this space, get to meet people okay, who are developing in this space. But the um, uh, meanwhile, while I was learning, uh, Gary, um, I I had a uh, an agenda, okay, and my hidden agenda, okay, uh, was that I was very curious, okay, uh, how this technology can be used to help the environment. Right. You see, um, I. Before Bitcoin Malaysia, before Celebrates Advisory, I used to run a solar power company in Malaysia for eight years. Okay. That, that's actually my story. I'm not from this industry. I'm actually from uh, the solar power industry. Right. And when I was running my company for eight years, um, I was, um, I was uh, uh, installing solar panels on people's houses, factories, and uh, etc. And I was really enjoying it. Okay, and business, solar power business in Malaysia was good for a time, about five years. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, however, something happened three years ago in 2016, 
the government of Malaysia stopped giving these attractive incentives. Oh. And when that happened, okay, uh, nobody bought solar panels anymore. Because um, the biggest barrier, okay, that prevents people from installing solar panels is the cost. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that. Uh, in principle, everybody agrees that solar power is good yes. for the environment. But um, when, why is it that people don't install solar panels on their roofs? Is that when they get a quotation and they see the price, the um, the price of the cost is like buying a car. Right. So. That is why a lot of people weigh between the options and they view solar panels as something that only the rich people do. Mm-hmm. But because of the government incentives, okay, it, for the first time, it uh, helped to reduce the ROI and made it very attractive for people to actually uh, install the solar panels. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to give you an idea, a house uh, uh, during its height, okay, the uh, uh, there was a pro- this program allowed you to sell electricity to TMB. Yep. Okay. For up to five times of what you buy. Wow. It was that good. So wow. it's like you if when you pay your electricity bill every month, okay, it's like you pay like forty cents. But if you have solar panels on your roof, okay, you can generate up to like one eighty, one ninety per kilowatt hour, which yep. is like really really good. Which means that. You could have an electricity bill of 100 ringgit a month, but because of solar panels, you can make an, an income, such yeah. an income of 500 a month. Yeah. But in 2016, when the government stopped this program, okay, nobody bought solar panels, and I exited the industry. Um, and I constantly was trying to look for a a solution, and then I found cryptocurrency is so interesting, okay, that. Um, and then it, when I was learning, okay, about crypto, it then dawned upon me that Bitcoin is an incentive system. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, that is what inspired me to uh, now develop a new cryptocurrency, okay, uh, using a a new blockchain software network called uh, I'm calling the project Empower, mm-hmm. okay, yep. where it basically issues cryptocurrency uh, differently than Bitcoin. In Bitcoin, you consume electricity in order to get Bitcoin. Um, yep. This cryptocurrency is given to people who have solar panels on their roof. So the more renewable energy that they generate every single day, the more they earn in Correct. cryptocurrency. Yeah. So um, that is the reason why I actually came into crypto because I was looking for an answer. Okay, how this technology can help the environment. Yeah. But uh, in a way, because your your market is very niche, um, do you have any uh, difficulties in getting um, people to opt for Bitcoin? Like because. Um, not anyone who has solar panels would want Bitcoin, in a sense. Mm, yes and no. Okay. Um, is it difficult, okay, to first and foremost, 
crypto adoption is still at its very very early uh, we're still very early okay um as i was sharing earlier in the, in the podcast that uh most people today they buy the crypto not because of using it the the original purpose of why crypto matters is lost okay uh, most people buy into crypto because they are speculating that this thing that they bought would magically increase in price mm-hmm. so that's one challenge that okay that is why okay the the reason why um i use my unique position okay in bitcoin malaysia to increase the awareness increase the appreciation of why cryptocurrencies matter okay crypto mm-hmm. is a alternative money system okay yep. that is a panacea to uh, an alternative it can provide competition to money to traditional money systems which um depending depending on your research um i think is broken right uh, that yeah uh, government issued okay a money system where you could just print money uh, without you know uh, control as long as you're in power is flawed yeah uh thus um and it's also centralized very soon okay cash is going to be eliminated physical cash mm-hmm. okay a lot of uh the the uh you will start okay uh you will start to realize that a lot of countries all over the world are going to uh force okay that money become digitalized yeah they're all Now, opting for when that happens, systems when that happens okay uh for the first time in human history okay uh your money becomes even more controlled so imagine okay everything that you own the money that you earn okay if it is in say the denomination of ringgit okay and it is digitalized okay and if it is centralized there is there might be a risk okay that your wealth could be deleted one day yes Just, you know yeah. well, some people might not think that would happen okay but only time would tell mm-hmm. look at what happened to india when in 2016 when the uh 900 modi decided to demonetize um 85% of the uh, money and which 95% of what people use yeah i'm not sure that would not happen to malaysia maybe not in this government but what happens if the, the government uh, party that you do not like comes into power you know mm-hmm. or if a dictatorship were to happen like what's happening in venezuela yeah can you know so i believe that as money goes digital eventually what will happen is that people will be having two choices now they will have the choice of government issued centralized money and they'll have the choice of decentralized money mm-hmm. and i think that decentralized money will eventually win right yes that is why when you ask me whether 
um, the do I face difficulty okay uh, getting crypto adoption uh, the answer is yes because crypto adoption in general is still pretty pretty new yes but uh, it is it will take education for the right reasons why why does crypto matter mm. it will take that to happen first and now is the best time I believe now is the best time to uh, develop empower when it is crypto approximately winter because I believe that if anything history has taught us Gary is that when technology happens right mm-hmm. uh, it, I think technology is happening really quickly nowadays the transition the yes. adoption faster than what we think yes okay certainly overnight okay like 10 years ago we didn't have right sharing services and this certainly now is already integral to what we do yes e-wallets okay um, is something that I don't think you know three years ago I did not have three years ago I did not have an e-boost wallet today I have an e-boost wallet I have a touch and go wallet I have a grab pay wallet I have a big pay card all these things are before you know and certainly yeah slowly and slowly it will happen very very quickly than what I think most of us think and when it happens it just and one of the reasons why that happens is because um, the way technology works is that if you like it and if you experience it and you enjoy it you can't unsee it you can't go back when the moment that you enjoy say streamix sorry sorry <laughs> when the moment you enjoy unify you can't go back to streamix or dial up yeah when that's you that's true yes i think that the, the nature of technology yes okay, is that when people enjoy it okay like when you experience okay unify you can go you can you won't want to use streamix again yes if you experience gps you won't use uh physical maps and mm-hmm. if you enjoy netflix online streaming you never buy a dvd again yep that is so, true so um today i was speaking with someone okay who is um he does uh he does private tours okay for visiting uh foreigners in malaysia mm-hmm. okay yep and he accepts crypto yeah okay as payment yep. and the reason why he accepts crypto in payment he was sharing with me was that they had one incident where he received 2500 US dollars mm-hmm. okay from Hong Kong and because it came from PayPal the, the transaction fee that PayPal collects is 500 ringgit and that was a sobering high and that's why when you use crypto okay you don't it just makes sense yeah okay to to basically just as as a new means of uh exchanging value and 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 making payments yes um so this is something which people in general will need to experience there's a lot of fear mongering okay uh happening right now okay uh people are saying that oh bitcoin is bad okay because uh you know people of the dark web okay uh people of the who do you know illegal activities okay uh, buy drugs you know 
that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, people use cash. Okay, for those purposes too. It doesn't make okay cash any different. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, however, ever since uh, the Silk Road, okay, got closed down by the FBI in two zero one two or two zero one four, it goes to prove okay that Bitcoin is a much more transparent okay and uh, not a very good option for people who want to illicit activities to use as a network because mm-hmm. it's traceable. Yep. It is traceable. Yep. So um, people, I, I would advise people listening in to really, really uh, take uh, the chance okay, to learn what crypto is about, okay, um, to embrace the good, okay, and reject the fear. Embrace the good, okay. Um, money, uh, Bitcoin is a novelty. Uh, okay, is a is a is a novelty. It's 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 a, it's a new form of technology. Mm-hmm. Okay, technology is neither good, neither bad. Uh, technology usually is agnostic. Okay? Right. Even the invention of a kitchen knife is a technology once upon a time. Yeah. You can ban a kitchen knife. But then things will be very difficult in the kitchen department. Yes, that's true. I see. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, Bitcoin does not solve greed. It does not solve uh, problems that are usually associated with money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but it does bring a lot, a lot of benefit. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I believe that by developing, okay, uh, as more and more people start to see that, okay, the adoption will just happen mm-hmm. without you noticing. And there's always a curve, so I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. there's always a curve to adoption. The uh, innovators will always be the first one, okay, to adopt. That's only 2.5 percent of people. Mm-hmm. Okay, followed by early adopters, which is then. 13%. Mm-hmm. Then there will be early adopters, which is then the early majority, I call it the early majority, which is like 30%. Mm-hmm. Then the late majority will be about 45%, and then followed by the latter. Yep. So um, like it a... is very tough. It mm-hmm. is very tough, Gary, mm-hmm. to be honest Being an entrepreneur who's trying to develop something of value in this space, it's not easy because. People, we, we need to earn the trust. Mm-hmm. Okay, especially Bitcoin has already earned the trust. Right. So yes. It is already has already gone like ten years already kind of thing. For me, I'm I'm starting up this new thing. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to um, uh, I want to give people an alternative which actually also does good for the environment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but. I realized that I need to understand. I need to deliver some a product, okay, a creation that delivers on the fundamental principles that is strong, okay, and then when people adopt it, okay, they really get the benefit of it. So, um, yeah. So I'm not worried. It is tough, but I'm not worried. Mm. I see. Yeah. Um. So. 
I mean, I would like to ask since you're already um doing Empower, which is a like uh which is a renewable um renewable energy slash uh Bitcoin provider um in which in which renewable energy slash crypto. Yeah, so crypto. it's a new cryptocurrency, different blockchain, new blockchain. Mm-hmm. So, um, in which you provide um, Bitcoin to to people who have solar panels, because you see, um, before you actually talked about this at um, at the uni, I did not mm-hmm. fathom that there was such methods in which you can obtain crypto. By actually, other than um, mining or buying it, of course. So, my question to you is: um, um, How far can you see for uh, for this potential of Bitcoin to go, and and how can can it fundamentally change the world? Uh, because as of right now, um, you're already you're already basically implementing solar panels into the equation in which people who have solar panels will get crypto. So, like, what's the the potential that that it can become, and and what is its future? Okay, let me share with you. Okay, thank you very much for asking the question. I just need to correct you that I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not developing okay, a system where people have solar panels, they get Bitcoin. And uh, Bitcoin, is, Bitcoin is its own network, okay? Um, Bitcoin is its own crypto, okay? The rule sets has already been set, There's, nobody can change it. Not one person, not one company, not one yep. government, nobody can change it. Yep. Okay, what I'm proposing, what I'm developing, okay, is a new cryptocurrency network, okay? Uh, a new software network okay, that issues a cryptocurrency based on different rules. Okay, and the rule being that if you have solar panels on your house, okay, the more you generate, okay, the uh, the more you actually earn uh, this cryptocurrency called yes. Empower Dollars or yes. E Dollars for short. All right. Yes. So um, this um, this idea came about as I was sharing earlier. Because um, traditionally, okay, um, how countries all around the world, uh, what they do to try to promote and spur people to to motivate people to install solar panels is through government incentives. Mm-hmm. However, um, like what happened in Malaysia, okay, three years ago, the government incentives stopped. Mainly because, okay, um, government incentives have always been funded by um, only three things: one, taxpayer money; mm-hmm. two, taxpayer money; three, taxpayer money. So, uh, in Malaysia, what happened was uh, the Malaysian government collects about 1.6 percent, okay, uh, from our electricity bills, the entire rakyat's electricity bill. Yeah. So that's how they, they, they get it. So, um, and uh, uh, if you think about it, maybe the government might be able to collect another 1.6% yeah. 
But how many 1.6% before people look at the electricity bills and say, hey, my cost of living is so high already. Yeah. What is this surcharge? Mm-hmm. Know, people complain. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's exactly what's ha- that's exactly what's happening in Australia, in uh, Germany, in uh, Japan, okay, in, in the UK. All of their government incentives are scaling down, and uh, the UK's uh, uh, incentive program is going to be axed completely next month, starting next month. Mm-hmm. So this is, these are real. This is happening right now, and when that happens, I. I can only predict that the same thing is going to happen like what happens in Malaysia that we make one step forward but we make three steps back because renewable energy okay is not happening fast enough okay um, although on the news okay you might hear that hey isn't this country doing so many solar farms and etc actually does not take a lot of research to actually know that we are still very very far away mm-hmm. from uh, transitioning to 100% renewable energy and partly is because the powers that be don't want that change oil and gas you cannot rely on oil and gas companies yes. or the large energy companies okay it's, it's like kind of like it's kind of like Gary it's kind of like um, we live in the age of horses. Mm-hmm. Everybody is, you know, a horse company, and and power is like building a car. You can't expect the horse companies to build a car. Yeah. So that's what's happening. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why instead of waiting for government incentives or large energy companies to act, that's why I decided to create a global incentive, one that is similar to shares similar that that will share the similar journey to what Bitcoin went through mm-hmm. okay that um, anywhere in the world if you have a computer and connection to the internet you can download the Bitcoin network and you can earn Bitcoin mm-hmm. so same thing that I want to do for empowers anywhere in the world okay that you have solar panels on your rooftop you can earn a cryptocurrency right so that that is what empower is about. Right. Okay, is to create that kind of motivation. Okay, uh, uh, kind of like to replicate what Bitcoin did for graphic card sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like two three years ago, okay, if you go to Layak Plaza and you wanted to buy some uh, graphic cards, the shelves are all empty. You can't because people were buying it. Mind Bitcoin. Yeah. Now imagine that happening for uh, solar panels. Imagine people are voluntarily going out there to buy solar panels to install on their rooftop so that they can uh, earn an income. Imagine that. Imagine that there is demand for better and better solar panels. People want the more powerful solar panel because that will maximize their return. Yeah. Uh, which is currently not happening. Yes, they, um, people don't buy innovation. But imagine if we could create this new uh, incentivized environment which currently does not exist. Yeah, I believe that's the key to unlock that motivation which does not exist. 
And uh, when that happens, when people start demanding for better and better renewable energy products like solar panels, what will happen is that the older products uh, that people don't want will become cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and more accessible. And that's how okay, we are going to move and everybody can play a part in renewable energy generation. Mm. So, right now, okay, um, uh, this project of mine, okay, uh, is going to be one year old in a couple of months' time. Okay, I started this project. I, I, I took, I finally took the courage to publish a paper last May, mm -hmm. and in June I uh, started to look for a team. In July, I, um, a group of friends, very good friends, uh, forced me on stage to pitch in front of investors for the first time. And in August, I managed to raise my first pre-seed funds. Uh, with that small uh, funding, okay, I was able to then uh, make Empower more real by creating a website, uh, branding, okay, a video, uh, a 3D model of so that people could actually start to see what I see and um, uh, I also we also started developing an ugly baby prototype a non-functioning one but at least it was in a physical form and finally people could the power started to become more real and um, uh, one of my proudest achievements was I was managed to successfully uh, uh, bring this ugly baby prototype and um, the power project to uh, the United Nations in Geneva, Switzerland last year for the United Nations Blockchain for Sustainable Development. Right. And um, so the next milestone right now I'm going through is I, um, uh, I have started okay, uh, the uh, first phase of the project. Mm -hmm. Where uh, I am issuing a hundred million power dollars, mm -hmm. people can start claiming them right now. I am looking for people. I know that in KL there are about ten thousand houses with solar panels on them. Okay. okay, and every single house who has solar panels can start claiming power dollars, uh, and they they can receive one power dollar for every one kilowatt hour solar electricity they have generated over the last seven years oh, so wow. this is what I call the pioneer round okay and uh, I estimate that about 5,000 houses about half of them would basically be able to claim on average okay uh, 10,000 empower dollars by the end of the exercise the starting value of the empower dollar is set at one ringgit okay so um, by the end of the exercise, okay, technically these 5,000 houses will be 10,000 ringgit richer. Okay, they will have wallets and when they submit their renewable energy data, their past solar electricity generation, mm -hmm. okay, uh, uh, they would then receive, okay, uh, uh, on average, I think they will receive about 10,000 in their wallets and then they can spend immediately they can spend they can go to a mama and then the mama says uh, but, uh, no, then he say boss Peter, don't blow in here lah. boss uh, 
you as a crypto how can you crypto ini digital money dari jana solar oh okay uh, boleh lah boleh uh, then he downloads the wallet then he transfers 20 and power dollars to the uh, the, the Chennai restaurant seller mm-hmm. yep. okay and then then you know a transaction is made uh, that kind of thing people can immediately start spending hmm. that's what I want to see that's that's a very good vision actually um, other than solar panels do you see other renewable sources of energy being used in your in your vision by basically let's say you have a, a solar uh, I mean a, a, a turbine farm you know mm. and then you can the, uh, the, the, the amount of energy generated from that turbine farm can be converted into crypto per se that's a very good question and thank you very much for asking that mm. the answer is yes Okay, the vision of Empower, okay, is to reward all kinds of renewable energy. As long as you're generating renewable energy anywhere in the world, you're doing good for the planet, you should deserve a reward. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I just would like to know, okay, that it is important at the early stage, okay, of the project to focus and prioritize. And therefore, I decided to prioritize to focus on just solar. Right. Reason being that because it is easiest to understand it is the most visible okay uh, and I believe for in order for adoption and network effect to grow mm-hmm. uh, subsequently as the project matures then yes we'll onboard okay all different kind of developed products okay where people can uh, you know onboard the different kinds of renewable energies and etc uh, etc et Mm-hmm. My vision is that okay, one day the adoption will come to a level and the products will be so sophisticated that even if let's say for example um, you have a treadmill in your house and you're running on a treadmill and it generates electricity for your home, okay, uh, that's renewable energy. You should also receive some power dollars for that, or yeah. a fraction of that power dollars for that. So yes, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the answer but um, I mean other than because renewable energy is is basically the the, the generation of of power which enables you to get that crypto right yes. so other than than the renewable energy industry right what other industries can the can be feasible for crypto uh, what other uh, industries can be feasible for crypto yeah <laughs> I you... think it really really depends on the creativity of the founder of the crypto mm-hmm. because um, I just like to point out to the uh, just like to point out to the viewers uh, or the listeners listening in okay mm-hmm. that um, this is something I learned from someone uh, I heard this I heard quite some time ago I forgot who but I'm just going to quote it anyway crypto doesn't solve problems blockchain doesn't solve problems people solve problems 
Right. So it is crypto and blockchains are just tools and technologies, just like AI, just like IoT, just like machine learning, uh, big data. Mm. They are just parts and parcel of you know of you know it's like a tool set. Okay, it's enable. They are enablers. What you use them to enable really depends on um, you. Yes. Mm. yes. So uh, the applications are quite, quite endless, and and you know if there's anything I learned in the entrepreneur space is that. Um, Ten people might be doing the same thing. Like all ten might fail. Mm-hmm. We do not know. But eventually, somebody will make it work. Yes. It's a trial and error. Yes. Yes. Of course. Yes. Um. Oh. Okay. So, I mean, that was, that was um actually. Really good um, talk or discussion. I would say we had regarding the Bitcoin um, and its future um, and what you're currently doing with Empower. You know, and mm, thank you very much. Um, how it has come from such small beginnings since uh, 2009 up until up until uh, today. Uh, and how it has been uh, valued with a market capitalization of at such a huge number which is about 72 2 million just now yes um, uh, yeah I mean uh, that that's about it I mean that's really really the what I really wanted to to let the audience know about you and what you do and how it integrates with Bitcoin and blockchain. Uh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, I'm I mean, very, very happy yes. to share. I'm very, very honored. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time, you know, thank you so much, Wyatt Radio, for um, uh, seeking us out. Okay, putting, okay, making the effort okay, to educate the public. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I mean, I believe that uh, that this technology is is um, it's it's very important right now, especially um, of the potential that blockchain can be, uh, and because of the our importance in in our own personal data security as well. So uh, I mean, I believe instead of instead of just um, not not doing anything, they should actually focus. On, on securing their their data as well, so they should really um, learn more about both blockchain and Bitcoin as a viable alternative to securing their data. Yes, yes. Um, again, once again, thank you, thank you very much for actually being on the show. You know, um, we really appreciate you and you taking out the time out from your from your schedule to actually um, be on the show you know 
Can I uh, just uh, share one last thing before we uh, end the call? Um, yes. Okay, um, I just want to say thank you very much, okay? And I uh, would just like to make a request to all the listeners, okay, out there. Um, if you are interested, okay, in helping the mission, okay, of Empower, please feel free to contact me at jason at empowertheworld.co. Alright, um, write in your questions, okay, uh, inquire, okay, about how you can help, okay. Uh, please, right now, there are about 100 million, uh, 100 million Empower dollars up for grabs mm-hmm. right now. Okay, please introduce, okay, uh, your family, your friends, uh, who you know, who have solar power panels on their rooftop that generate electricity kind. Okay, and there is also a 1% reward for those who refer their friends. Okay, uh, so uh, if on average, if every house okay, claims $10,000, you get $100,000. So the, the reason why it is designed that way, okay, also is to give, not only to give everybody a chance and a part to play, but let me ask the question, how many of you uh, wish you had 100 Bitcoins in your wallet right now? So nobody, nobody that doesn't want 100 Bitcoins in your wallet right now. Yeah. That's why I want to give the opportunity for every single person, not just people who already have solar, but people who don't have solar also, the opportunity to earn and receive some empower dollars yeah. okay today okay by just referring friends who do have mm-hmm. okay uh, solar panels on their house so thank you very much okay yes. uh, Gary um, um, yeah you have me again soon yeah um, actually before um, we actually ended the call I was about to ask you to before you actually introduced the email I was about to ask you where people where people can actually find you oh okay uh, if you want okay to uh, reach out to me okay um, uh, or connect with me you can also follow me on my blog um, it is uh, I, I write regularly my journey about empower particularly and happenings in the renewable energy sector in Malaysia and worldwide on steamit.com s-t-e-e-m-i-t.com slash at e-u-z-z dot lightyear buzz lightyear buzz dot lightyear right. and uh, you can also reach me out okay uh, by email uh, either jason at bitcoinmalaysia.com or if it's related to um, the renewable energy project it is jason at empowertheworld.co mm. right Okay, um, well, thank you again very much. Uh, and um, as, as, the, as you guys know, uh, once again, it's Jason from Empower and Bitcoin Malaysia. Um, and uh, thank you guys again for listening in. And thank you, Jason. And we'll definitely see you guys in the next one. Okay, great. Bye for now. Bye.